Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am excited that you guys are here with us today. We've got a really cool show in store for you with somebody that I've known for years who is just like one of the ultimate connectors. And I'm super excited to hear what he has to share, get into the conversation with him. And today, on time, actually, early, he's already in the studio, <laughs> sitting there on top of his white noble steed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. The one, the only, the bearded wonder from the United Kingdom, Mr. Dean Holland. There you go. I'm sat ready and waiting, not bursting through the door last minute again. How you doing, Yeah, Dean? I don't know. Is this like a, you know, a new resolution of some kind? Yeah, I think like, so. I think so. Although you, you arrived about 30 minutes too early today. Well, I just take my work seriously, Dean. You know, that's the difference between us. <laughs> that's the best excuse for a screw-up I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, it's good to have you. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for the show today. Me too. And so I want to bring in the guest. A lot of people in the internet marketing community know him. He's hosted the Internet Marketing Party for years. A Just a genuinely good guy and somebody that I'm thrilled to have the pleasure of having a conversation with on the show. Welcome, David Gonzalez. How are you, man? Doing fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for having me, James and Dean. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you're, you, uh, now, now there's there's bound to be some bullshit with Dean here on the show. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I hope. You, I, <laughs> I think you're. I think tell. you're up for it, but I just want to you know kind of give you fair warning. Yeah, yeah. This is great. Like I, uh, I think of all the podcasts I've done, and I haven't done that many. But this is the one where I feel like I'm on an actual radio show, like a real, <laughs> like, uh, like a high, a nicer high end radio show, like you know, like uh, the ones that are in the bigger, like L.A. or New York or something. Yeah, I'll, I'll, well, you know what? We'll take that. Uh, no, usually, no, 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 I, I mean it. It, it actually has podcast. that. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was. No, I'm I was not, just saying not... we are arguably the greatest podcast in the world, anyway. So. <laughs> I'm yeah, not so media that's, uh, trained, so I'll talk over you and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, that that is, um, you know, based on a very small sample of people, we had we took a vote amongst two people, both Dean and myself, and we said that we were the greatest podcast. So hmm. I think it's true now, right? Yeah, you think, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. according like to our survey results, one hundred percent of uh, of voters did did agree. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, that's nice. right. Yeah, yeah. And if anybody voted otherwise, we just threw their ballot out and counted the ones the way we wanted to. So anyway, David, thank yeah. you for being here, man. You're welcome. You know, I think, you know, there's a, I don't even know where to start, but there's a whole bunch of things that I really want to get into with you today, including, you know, your entrepreneurial journey, the, just kind of the way that you've grown your business and just, mm. you know, building on relationships and connecting with people and adding value and, and all those sort of things. Um, but I guess we might as well start because I don't think I actually know the answer to this. Were you always really entrepreneurial or was this something that kind of hit you at, at a certain point? And like, how did everything really kick off for you? Uh, that's a great question. No one's ever asked me that. And 
I would say that I, I wasn't, I, I've always been entrepreneurial, including now. Like I, I know people that are true entrepreneurs and it took me uh, quite a few years to realize that uh, I'm not a true entrepreneur. I'm entrepreneurial. And I don't even think that's where you were going. Well, but that's, I think it's, it's interesting. I'd like, let's go there then. So what do you see as the distinction between those two things? A true entrepreneur is someone to me that like can just start from absolute scratch, start just an absolute idea, an offer, and turn it into something enormous. Whereas me, my successes in business have all come either uh, in the franchise model or, or plugging into a pre-existing framework. Um, I work really right. well with frameworks or with partnering up with an integrator or with somebody who is a true entrepreneur. And so, yeah, like it took me a lot of soul searching and self-awareness to, to, I mean, at first I had shame around that. And then when I realized, well, screw that, the older that I get, the better life gets, the more that I align perception with brute, cold, hard reality. And so when I realized like, oh my gosh, I have friends that have built 15, 20, $30 million companies that when they came around, that company didn't exist. There was no model for it. There was no, like right. there was nothing, you know what I mean? They just had an idea. They saw a pain point and they went and they built this thing. And then next thing you know, it was generating millions. I've never done anything like that. And I don't even know, like, I think it's not in my DNA to do that. And I don't mm. think that's good or bad, but that's, does that answer your question? Yeah. Well, I, th the way I see it, I think it's kind of like a, a spectrum, right? On one end of the spectrum, you've got, you know, those people like, you know, Steve Jobs and Elon Musk mm -hmm. and like, you know, the people that you're talking about who are just like, oh, I see this big vision. There's nothing here today. I'm just going to execute on it and go all out. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got people who like, never would think about doing anything entrepreneurial whatsoever. And there's nothing wrong with either end of the spectrums because it takes all kinds right. of people. Right. But it's almost like how far along, like, where are you on that continuum? I think there is a part of the spectrum where there is something very, very wrong, but I'm not going to tell you where it is. <laughs> <laughs> My suspicion is it's like wherever Dean is sitting on that spectrum. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Either immediately to my left or right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's very close. It's nearby. So you remember those well, t-shirts that said I'm with stupid and it had an arrow. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, well, that's a really interesting answer. I don't know that anybody's ever given that answer before to, but, to but, that. But now that I've given that framework, I will say that as far as I can remember, I've been entrepreneurial and, and using my definition of entrepreneurial as opposed to if you had asked me, have, when did you realize you were an entrepreneur or have, you know, decide to become an entrepreneur? Because like the first thing I remember, I was in second grade and um, the, the, the school that I went to, there was a, a little uh, like a, a five and dime like shop where you could yeah. buy like like candy and, you know, it's basically like, like the part of a, of a service gas service station, fuel station where, you know, you walk in and they have like the stuff, right? Like the things you could buy, like for, you know, just like almost like a little, uh, five and I guess they're called five and dime stores. And, and people would buy these little candies that were in a straw. It was like, it was, uh, it was called Chilito. 
I grew up a lot near the Mexican border, but it, <laughs> yeah, it's like I'd like little... to hear Dean say that. <laughs> uh, it's pasta, it, did you say? Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, it, it, right. it, it's tea and crumpets. <laughs> it's basically like sugar and salt and and chili pepper and like now they sell it and like you put it. You've probably seen it if you've ever been to Mexico and that it's that red stuff they put on pineapple or mangoes and stuff. And as kids, we would just eat it. Like they would put it in the straw, and then they would seal the both ends of the straw with like you know heat. And then like a friend of mine would sell those things for like a dime or a quarter, depending on the day. You like tear open one end and you just basically like yeah, suck like it out? pour it in your hand. I think there's like, the, it's the equivalent to a pixie stick. You know, ah, remember pixie okay. sticks or, you know. This like, is the second time pixie sticks have I made an appearance in conversation on this show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. and, and so I remember one day just thinking like, damn, that guy's smart. I'm going to do that. And so I went to the store and I, I was like, I'm, I want to buy like, 20 of these or which when you're in second grade is a lot because normally if your parents give you one that's a big deal <laughs> and yeah and so like I, I i would sell them but i like i didn't it wasn't like a big venture or anything and i didn't even crush it but like as opposed to like <laughs> you didn't crush it no, i like, like how you say that as if that was going to be an expectation <laughs> like i bought i bought no, 20 of these i mean you do hear of stories <laughs> of kids in grade school that like they end up like their parents find like a hundred two hundred dollars under their pillow and like where did you get this money and it's like oh they're selling like pencils or you know they go to walmart and buy like a box you know whatever so crushing it is a relative term but yeah like i didn't i didn't crush it but i do feel like not everybody went and did that first there was the true entrepreneur that went and did that then there was the me that was like oh i'm gonna do this too and i didn't do as well so i would just do it every once in a while yeah 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 we're 10 minutes well, so, in and so I don't here's, think we've given any real value other than just a weird story. <laughs> well, I like, I think, you know, sometimes weird stories are value add. And because okay. thankfully cause I that's think, why we keep you around James. Cause <laughs> yeah, that's right. Cause I tell weird stories because <laughs> I think sometimes, you know, sometimes one of the biggest challenges in being an entrepreneur or entrepreneurial or like however you want to define it is you're, you're kind of not like everybody else that you're around most of the time. Hmm. Right. And there's, there's a feeling of, ah, man, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit lonely. I'm, you know, I don't fit. How do I fit all these different things? And so one of the things that I think is, is valuable for um, at least me, but many of the entrepreneurs that I've talked to and those who listen to the show is just hearing some of these stories. Like, Mm. you know, where did people come from and how did it start and all this other stuff? Cause there's always these like common threads Mm. that, that, that everybody shares, you know, and there's, there's things that, Everybody gets excited about. We're overly optimistic about things, and well, I know, actually think, prefer the backstory to to the current story. Usually, with people, like I yeah. like to know, like, well, how how did you how, like? I can see what you're doing now, but how did how did that happen? Like, I prefer that piece. Right. It's almost like it's almost like we get the chance to do like a time lapse. Yeah. On you know the last ten years or twenty years, because watching it real time is kind of boring, right? Mm. But you can. If you can watch it real fast forward and you're like, oh man, I could see how all these pieces fit together. So yeah. I think it's, I think it's kind of cool, but the one, like one of the things that I really want to dig into here, cause I think this is your real zone of genius mm. is connecting and building relationships. And I, I would, I mean, you can correct me if you think I'm wrong about this, but I would venture to say 90% of what you've built and what you've created has come down 
to this core of being able to connect people. Would you agree with that? Yep. How do you do yeah. it? I mean, like how, I, I, how I would, do you I, do I would, it? I would probably say it's 99%. Yeah, James, get it right. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I didn't hear a guess from you, Dean. Like, why would you put David down like that? It was clearly always going to be at least 99%. Always. <laughs> uh, so, um, what was the question? How do you do it? I don't like, think how... I want one anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, we're just, we're, we're, this show has totally gone off the rails since the Mexican pixie sticks. <laughs> what, what have you though. done? Like you, you must have either, you know, some significant level of unconscious competence okay. with building relationships and connecting with people, or you've, you know, kind of surfaced some of that so that it's more conscious at this point. But how have you made a career of connecting people and building relationships? so many ways I could take, I mean, go with that. I'm just trying to think of how I can be the most, all right, how I've made a career. I'm going to go at the highest possible level at 30,000 foot. I've made a career by building relationships when I, you know, didn't need or want anything. Uh, And even if I did need or want something, I always gave first and I always just kind of knew that everything would be okay. And I did that long enough that then when I started to um, ask or, 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 you know, try and, get, try and get some water out of the well that I built before I needed it, uh, mm-hmm. to use Harvey McKay's example, um, I found myself very frustrated and hurt dejected and 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 almost um uh, i'd say uh, what's um what's it called when you're depressed i was my i had dyslexia for a second i was trying to make depressed start with a p uh, my brain was seeing the p at the beginning that's the uh, british spelling it's okay <laughs> pedressed um right. yeah yeah so anyway and then i ended up through a interesting course of events, partnering with an integrator that helped me get undepressed by sharing with me his his genius that is the opposite of mine, which is the the operations side, the system side, and the and the uh, the actual deciding and and making the rubber hit the road side of things instead of minds on the more of the visionary side and the people side and the connection side but without the operations nothing was nothing was was ever uh hitting hitting the you know like there was never any traction that would that would uh, that would gain that would be gained right. so you had you had like all these relationships and big ideas but it was but the execution was difficult it was not only difficult it was non-existent and or impossible hmm what, and, so what was the, um, was there like a specific event or was it just like it wore at you over time where you're just like, you know, I need to figure this out before you found that integrator? Cause I think, no, you know, no, a lot of the- I, I, I wish I could say that, that it was like, that I, I needed to, that I was like <laughs> sharp enough to have said, I need to figure this out. Cause I mean, the truth is, is I was needing, <sighs> I knew that I needed to figure it out for a long time and I was trying to figure it out. But I, but, but I wasn't figuring it out. And through, like I mentioned, like I kind of, uh, 
kind of hinted. It was just through a series of, of random occurrence, or it was a random, rather random occurrence, which I do. I'm a my my biggest hero um, is a guy named Buckminster Fuller. Yeah, and he has this is is a, is a very prolific writer and came up with a lot of amazing concepts and ideas. And one of his laws was the law of precession. And the law of precession states that our true goal is at a 90 degree angle of the goal that we're, that we know. So like mm-hmm. with a honeybee, a honeybee, like this is kind of a fun trick question or not trick, but like most people don't realize it's like wh- wh- when a honey goes to from flower to flower, do you guys know what it's doing? Like, what does the honey believe? I mean, what does the bee think it's doing? Like, what what was it? What is the honey? The bee's goal? Collecting pollen. What do you I, think, James? I, I don't know. I would say something with pollen too, but I feel like well, as soon as the, the words come out of my mouth, you're you, going to tell you me. You I'm guys, wrong. you guys went to the law of procession because the honey bee's goal is to get nectar. Hmm. Uh, okay. And the nectar is what it's after, but what it doesn't realize it's doing is it's keeping the planet alive by in accidentally, inadvertently, and unknowingly pollinating the flower, which is at a 90-degree angle. Huh. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. yeah. And if you like so- that, like I highly recommend you study Buckminster Fuller's work. Well, he wrote, uh, he wrote the book, um, isn't it called An Operating Manual for Spaceship Earth? Yeah. 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 Yep. He's uh, definitely pretty prolific. And so he, he um, wrote about no, 20 or 30 books. Another one was called Utopia or Oblivion. Like that's, that's basically our options. If we figure it out, we'll live on what, you know, it's the place that resembles what most people think of heaven. But if we don't, we're going to kill ourselves, period. Like all of humanity will be erased. Anyway, uh, well, the that, reason- this suddenly with this show got very dark. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we it, went it's, from- I, I think I think it's important that it gets dark because that's a lot of what drives me is like helping people be aware. Like, we're going to die as a, as a, we're going to reach extinction if we don't learn to. Like, one of the things Bucky would talk about a lot is that there's when he was when he was at his peak, there were four billion people on the planet, and he was like, there are enough resources on this planet for. 4 billion billionaires like every man woman and child can be a billionaire not a millionaire not a hundred millionaire but a billionaire so it's not a problem of resources it's a problem of distribution and that problem of distribution is a problem how we think about things yeah i don't want this to turn into the buckminster fuller show although i would gladly do that although that would be kind of cool especially if we could get him on the show but i don't think that's a possibility he's, he's dead but so, I mean, if everyone could just subscribe to the show before you die, that would be good. <laughs> yeah. To the so what, what, what was I saying? The law of procession. Oh, yeah. So my goal was to create, uh, a, I, had, I had built a, a VSL and an offer for Internet Marketing Party San Diego when Ty Lopez spoke. And I had created an offer. I was walking around with a $13,000 check. You know those checks that they give you when you win a big like big lottery or something like it's like, like a lot. the poster size ones? Yeah, well larger than yeah, giant like and yeah. uh, I was walking around with that and it was like it was the, the David's big check or something like that and 
And it was basically a hook to an offer that I was going to create and pitch at the internet marketing party. And I had worked on it for like <laughs> two or three months. And then the night of internet marketing party came along, or it was the night before. And I couldn't get the buy now button to work. It was when it was pre click funnels and like uh, I was using lead pages and yeah. I went to the lead pages group on Facebook and uh, asked, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm in an SOS mode. I need help to get this, this button to work. And uh, this dude answered and said, Hey, I can help you. Let's hop on a quick call. And it was supposed to be like a 15, you know, 10, 15 minute call. He fixed it. And four hours later, we were still on the phone. And uh, I was like, man, I got to get to sleep. I've got this big thing tomorrow. And I said, let, when I get back home, let's, let's get on a call and, and like see how I can help you. Uh, and I offered to pay him, which he thought was ridiculous. <laughs> he thought it was funny because he's like, that's like offering, you know, to pay Warren Buffett for stock tips, <laughs> you know. So anyway, we, when I got back home, we got on a, another call that we had scheduled for like, you know, an hour. And it was another four-hour call. And by the end of that call, we decided that it was a good idea for him to fly to Austin. He lives in he lives in in Florida, and and we could just do a, a deep dive. And by the end of that that uh, two day hang session, we were business partners, and that was over three years ago. And it, it was then one of the best decisions I've ever made in business. That's amazing. So that's really cool. So it was super super organic how the whole yeah. thing happened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right on. So so let me ask you this. So because you're you're you are in the relationship business. And this show is called Just a Tip, so we need to give people some tips here. Okay. Yeah, what okay. do you, th what do you think are the? You, you've kind of hinted at some of them with you know adding value first, digging your well before you're thirsty, like all of that. What do you see as some of the top things that people get wrong, like with relationships, and what's a what's a better way to approach things? The top things that people get wrong with relationships in general or in business or let's just say, let's just narrow it down like business relationships, you know, building a network of people. Mm, from my perspective, it's about curation and understanding. Elab so, elaborate on that. What do, what do you mean by that? So like I, I actually said that opposite understanding is first and then curation is second. So like, James, I know that you have done business coaching. I know that, or my, my, my thought, my perception is that you, you've, you, you're, you've been really integrated into the, the ClickFunnels community and that, that you've worked with some, some heavy hitters in the direct response world and the direct marketing world and that you like to geek out on operations and optimization of business. I might be wrong, but how, how close am I to the mark? Like, yeah, you're, you're definitely close. Okay. I, I love that stuff. All right. So that's how I, I first understand, right? So like, let's say you, you flew into, you, you flew into Austin, right? And you're like, dude, sorry, I didn't hit you up sooner. I, I wasn't sure I was coming last, last minute ticket. I'm in town working with a client, but he got sick and I have a free evening tonight. You want to hang? So I know about 50 to 100 
entrepreneurs in Austin that, that, that would be candidates to, to have dinner. Right. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't think, Oh, I'm going to invite 50 to and, and And if you are like, Hey, if anybody else wants to hang, like I wouldn't think, Oh, let's just put a bunch of people together. I would think to myself, who do I know that would appreciate knowing James and that James would appreciate. Right. And then I would think, Oh, I wonder, I haven't connected with, with, uh, with Alex Sharfin in a couple of weeks. I wonder what he's up to tonight. So I would think to myself, I wouldn't necessarily think, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to Rob Dial, who's a social media influencer who's like big on video. And the, the personal development site might have some overlap, but he's not into operations and systems. And, and op- I mean, he likes optimizing his business, but that's like he hires people to do that, you know? And so I, I do my best to, to first understand who people are, what drives them, how they're wired, what interests they have. And that's a genuine, like, that's just a default setting for me. And then, mm-hmm. and then the second piece is I always do my best to, to speak to them around things that they're interested in and or connect them to people that are going to be complementary to them. So like, I would invite Rob Dial to a dinner if I had just connected with him recently and he was looking to hire, consult, or partner with someone that did your kind of work. You know what I mean? Right. So so it's almost almost like um, you're almost like a matchmaker. Where you're like, hey, like here's this, this. I think these two people have common interests. They have like a, a yeah. you know, a shared vision, all this other stuff. But you can't do that without actually getting to know those people first. Correct. Yeah. And so the first step is to have a genuine curiosity about them and them being people, and to use a framework that makes it relatively quick and simple to determine whether or not there's a good chemistry between me and them. And if there's not, whether or not there's good complementary between them and my network, you know, it's almost like I'm always playing a game of connect four or like, but always <laughs> forever. In fact, I realized right. at one point I was at a, I was at a, at a, at a Austin city limits festival all day, you know, all weekend long, just, you know, like Coachella in Austin, Texas. I, I was feeling really good <laughs> through, uh, you know, just you better living. Th- huh? What's that? You had some help. To feel yeah, good. I had some help. <laughs> and all of a sudden I realized, oh, I, I had this framework came up to me. They showed up where I saw, I saw this dude that was wearing this like really cool, like he was wearing a cowboy hat. And he was wearing like there was something about the way he looked that he just looked like he'd be a fun person to engage with at a festival, like you know. And he was standing right in front of me in line, at, waiting to get a drink. And all of a sudden, I thought to myself, it just came really clear that I have a quadrant in my mind that is three dimensional, and that quadrant starts with, do I find someone attractive? And I'm not talking about like romantically or sexually attractive just like there's certain people that you're more attracted to energetically physically Mm -hmm. like if somebody's way taller than you or way shorter than you that might not be as attractive because like you have to scoot 
look way up or scoot way down or you know what I mean so it's not like right. that's what I mean by the word attractive like do they do, do they are you drawn to them right so on the top is like attractive and then on the bottom is am I right right does that make sense so like if you go I I find this person attractive and I I go and I talk to them and I was right like oh cool I was drawn to them because there was something about them that I do like now sometimes I'm I I find someone attractive and on the bottom I go and I interact with them and I don't like them <laughs> right you're like nope I wasn't right about that right 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 yeah. and then on the top sometimes I find people unattractive like I I'm 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 uh, what's the word? Like, like I'm repelled by them. Like for whatever reason, I'm like, ah, oh, that I don't think I'd like that person. Like, they they're emo or whatever, or they're <laughs> too young or too old or <laughs> what? You know, I don't. You know, whatever. Like, I just made a random thing. I don't necessarily have anything against emo people. I, it doesn't matter. I like. I just like this whole part of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, and so so then sometimes I'll, I'll like think like, Oh, I don't think I would like that person. This is all unconscious. Like this is like, yeah. you know, background processes, like, you know, old school Norton utilities running spam <laughs> in the background. Like you got us, you know, like we cut a, we, we cut a virus, you know, like this isn't front processes stuff. Like this is the back of my head. And, and I'm all, I didn't realize that I'm always running it. But like when I'm, when I'm out and about, like, I'll think like, oh, I like that. I, I, I'm attracted to that person or I'm not attracted to them. And then if I interact with them, I get to play the game of like, I was right or I was wrong. Right. And either way I win because it was a novelty. It was like I quenched my curiosity. I win more when I find someone attractive and I'm right. But if I find someone attractive and I'm wrong, then it's kind of like, ooh, like add that to the AI files of like, adding more data and more data and more data. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I guess like a, a really important question then at this stage is having met James or known James and now being back here, <laughs> were you right or wrong? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I, I, when I, I love the we, fact that you didn't, I, no, 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 no. I'm right. trying to, what I'm trying to remember when I first met him, like when I, <laughs> when, when it was, that's what I'm, cause I, I'm a very literal person. If you haven't, like, I think that's one of the things with me that makes me a good networker is like, I'm very literal. So I take language and concepts and ideas very, very, like, I'm very, uh, I think it's part of one of my unconscious competencies. So I'm trying to remember when the first time that I like actually met you, James, like when I was like, oh, that when I connected with you and I, I, I made a like cognitive like oh that's james like we know yeah, each other. i don't i don't remember either i was it like through uh jesse elder perhaps or i don't think so. yeah i, I don't, don't remember, remember. i just feel like i feel like you're one of these people that kind of came into my world and i felt like i knew you yeah 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 same like you were just like Boop, there you were and yeah. so i don't remember <laughs> yeah. um but like I just do that by the way like it's irritating yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So anyway, um, but remember earlier I said it's three dimensional. So yeah. there's another component to it. Like I just showed you side A, but if you go to side B, that is, do they like me back? Mm. Because we've all had a situation where you really become a fan of somebody, like not a fan, like like whether a celebrity or something, but like like maybe it's even you go to one of your 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 co your co your spouse's 
Christmas party or, or a, 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 you know, you go to a, some random event and you, and you see somebody and you're like, oh, wow, I like, I like that person. I like, the, I like their, their, the way they're dressed, the way they carry themselves, their energy. And then, and then you go and you connect with them and they just kind of blow you off. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there's the other side, which is, do they like you back? And so that's, that's one where if you're, if I'm right, I, I'm attracted to somebody, I like them and I'm correct, and then they don't like me back, then it's like, wah, wah, wah. Whereas if I do like them and they like me back, then it's like, yeah, I found a new friend. And right. interestingly enough, one of the things that I've learned um, is my, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of Strength Finder, the Gallup yeah, yeah, yeah. book. So my number one strength is restorative. My second strength is uh, woo, which is win over others. My third strength is positivity, and my fourth strength is activation. So the win over others being my second highest natural strength means that uh, woo is win over others. That's the and and so I find it to be a, a natural innate challenge that when someone doesn't like me back, then I, I become very very curious about how I can change that. So you see it as like a conquest? Um, yeah, yeah, but a benevolent one, not like right, one right, where right. I'm like where I need to be liked, but rather like I think like wow, like I have so much to offer and and it's like why why does this person not like me? Is it because I'm I'm Hispanic and they're racist? Is it because I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I, like I mean, that. seriously, I like, like that's one of the questions. Like, no, I mean, like whether we like it or not, there's cognitive biases that are real and that exist. Right. And, and I can see where that would be funny, but like, we all have biases, right? Like, oh, that person's too fat. That person's too short. That person's, you know, like, I mean, if you think about it, like even on the racist thing, like it always freaks me out a little bit when I go to events and all the black people usually are hanging out. All the Asian people are hanging out. The white people are hang like, there's not usually like, they usually hang out in clusters and that kind of like freaks me out in a weird way. I've, I, I've always found that like, I'm like often one of the only non-white people hanging around with my white friends. And a lot of times like my, my Hispanic friends are like just hang out with his other Hispanics. And it's like, it's so weird to me. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah. Anyway. So hold on. So, so I got a question about this. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So will you, will you take your little template uh -huh. and go approach a cluster of people? Like, like, does that apply to more than one person where you're like, oh, I see that cluster of, you know, Asian people it, hanging it, out or whatever? It, it depends. I mean, it really is it, like, and, and I remember when I first filled in my Facebook for, for, for music, like, you know, what, what, are, what kind of your music do you like? And I, I, my answer was situational because I'm not really that big a fan of like Mexican cumbia music, but I like it in when I'm in a, in a nice like Tex-Mex restaurant. Like it fits, like it fits better than listening to Kylie Minogue, <laughs> you know, uh, or if I'm an Italian restaurant, like I'm not really that big of a fan of like, you know, that like the kind of mu Italian music that you're used to thinking of, like in Venice, when you're like riding in a gondola, like, like classic, like, <laughs> right. but like it fits in an Italian restaurant, you know, or, or like uh, EDM, like hardcore, like trance music, like, like. I like that if I'm at a rave or I'm at a party, but I don't necessarily want to listen to that when I'm like trying to study. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I like all kinds of music. And so it depends like your, the answer to your question, James, around 
like whether I would apply my framework. It depends. Like, like right now I'm co-working and with two people, I know them very well. Like I'm not applying my framework to them. Yeah. <laughs> and one well, of them it's happens like, to it's, be my wife. It's for, <laughs> <laughs> you're like constantly, do I still like her? Do I still find her attractive? <laughs> <laughs> right. You're like, oh my god! Now she doesn't like me. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing that for two years, James. So <laughs> yeah, I still can't get a good read on I, I, whether I, I like Dean or not. I like you at all, to be honest. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think that's I think that's a really interesting framework um, because you're you're kind. We kind of unpack this almost in like uh, the reverse order that I thought we might. Uh-huh. But if you take if you take that framework and you're like, okay, do I find that person to be an attractive person, like in some way? Do I like them? Do they like me? Then you're on the path to developing a relationship where you can add value and understand them and figure out what they like, what they're good at, who they might like to meet. And that that's sort of like the the foundation for making these connections and things like that. Yeah. And sometimes it's sometimes it's naturally uh it's just very, very natural. Like if I'm sitting next to someone on an airplane. Or if I'm at a if I'm at a at a an, an event or a conference and I'm, you know, it's just me sitting next like like let's say I arrived early, and and somebody else arrives early and we're the only two people there, then like it's pretty easy. But I, I naturally go to being curious and asking like asking about them so that I can you know I think one of the things going back to your original question what do people do wrong get wrong constantly or regularly frequently with relationships is I mean it depends on where you are right like is it at the very beginning the moment you meet somebody is it the first you know portion of knowing somebody like you know the first like hour or the first week or is it like you know years into knowing them or 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 once you're already business partners with them like like i you know th- th- there's that quote by bruce lee when you first learn martial arts a punch is a punch and a kick is a kick uh yeah. and then as you as you really dive in and, and get really good at it a punch is no longer a punch and a kick is no longer a kick and then when you truly master martial arts and become one with martial arts then a punch is a punch and a kick is a kick right and so in that way it's kind of i'm not trying to be weird when i go to all these questions you know like but but yeah it's hard for me to just answer without asking clarification no that's fair that's fair enough so we we got to wrap things up here in just a second but i think uh i think kind of unpacking the way that your mind works about building relationships and connections has been really interesting to me. Dean, what, uh, what parting shots or questions or anything do you want to share? Well, there's only, there's only really a couple of things. Are we saying that you don't like James now that (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 I want to say about that, that, well, let let me just say something before I'm I say uncomfortable that. about how long it's taking to get this answer out. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just I'm, I'm actually just I'm minutes. rolling with I'm rolling with Dean. I'm playing with Dean right now, like because I know that's what he wants. And not, <laughs> I just want to hear you say you don't like James. Like that's oh, sorry. Oh, look, oh, looks like we're yeah, out of time no. here, folks. We got to wrap it up now. No, I do. I do want. I want to. I want to add some. Some like a tip to like a, a tactical tip, and that is if you just are first meeting somebody, do not ask them what they do, and uh, like, hey, what do you do? Because that is like you're immediately sizing somebody up, and you're. It's kind of a lose lose question because 
what if they tell you like, oh, I'm, I run a hundred million dollar hedge fund. Well, what are you going to do now, Mister? Running a two hundred thousand dollar a year info product business, like, and if they tell you like, oh, well, I run a, you know, I'm just getting started, like running a blog. Now you like, it's just it's kind of like this weird like one-upmanship, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. yucky. And like, don't do that ever again if you're listening to this podcast. And so, what you do instead is ask them, "How's life?" Nice <laughs> or. Or, hey, you know, like, what do you do for fun? Or, hey, um, like, this, you know, ask anything that, like, there's this thing called the Ford method where it's like family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. You know, ask any question related to those things and become really curious and then take all the stuff I shared in earlier in the podcast and apply it to that. Cause I don't want this to just be interesting. I want this to be something you can do something with. Yeah. I love so. that. I love that. And you're right about that. What do you do is kind of like, uh, and then some people, some people are like, you know, don't even know how to answer that question. And then it makes the conversation awkward right at the very beginning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so Dean, I don't know, Dean, you're, you might have to talk to David offline to right, find out yeah. whether he, I mean, I, I, I mean, we'll just summarize. We'll just say, right. David doesn't like James thinks Dean's awesome. <laughs> I'm great. You're not so good. There we go. Done. Well, there we go. That's uh, thank you for the summary of the show, Dean. Um, oh, oh, that's another, uh, that's another tip is like, don't think that to be a networker or a connector or to build relationship, you only have to be nice and complimentary. <laughs> No, Dean doesn't think that at all. I think no. for other people, you know, maybe that's good advice. No. Dean, you Dean be, gets away with being a dick most of the time. You can be <laughs> playful. You can have fun. You can switch things up. You know, everybody that's listening to this probably has heard of pattern interrupts. Use pattern interrupts to build relationships, you know? So anyway. Um, that's awesome. Uh, so I don't, I don't even, you just really kind of came on the show to add some value today. I don't know that there's anything that you wanted to, you know, kind of drop as far as ways for people to contact you or uh or is there is there something that you want to share before we go no i the way i look at things like that is is um i'd rather do business with and connect with people that just like really see me and like appreciate me and like are fans of me rather than be like oh here's my thing you yeah. know uh so and that's all i guess that's another way that i that i that i tend to do the you know how to build relationship because yeah yeah i think does that, does that make sense yeah to- totally makes sense i i appreciate you being on the show man yeah like yeah. yeah thank thanks for a great conversation we've been talking with david gonzalez the founder of the internet marketing party and uh super connector <laughs> whether he wants to be called that or not i just did it so uh thank you to our listeners for uh for tuning in today we appreciate you guys and we will talk to you guys next time later everybody Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO, capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, visit me for free training and resources at jamespfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.